What is going on, everybody? Jordy Cannell here. Thank you so much for checking out this Eastern Conference preview here on the podcast. It is myself, Greg Piatelli, and Mark Higgins kicking off our hockey coverage. Looking at the NHL's Eastern Conference, we look at both the Atlantic Division and the Metropolitan Division. We go through every team. We make our playoff picks. You're going to hear us talk about it being a full NHL-wide preview in classic fashion. We went an hour and a half on the East. Figured we should save the West for you next week. But this one was a lot of fun to record. Cannot wait to hear what you all think. We had some interesting takes out there. I'll put it this way. I leaned into the chaos for a bit of it. Let us know what you think in the comments. ThunderBLG is that Twitter handle there. Tweet at us. Thunderbox Sports on Instagram, leave a comment on the show notes on thunderboxsports.com. And of course, subscribe to the podcast wherever you get them. Search the bullpen card, match the subscribe button, leave us a five-star review, all that good stuff. But enjoy the episode, enjoy the hockey this weekend, and here we go. Welcome to this episode of the podcast, the still somehow untitled Bullpen Card Hockey Podcast here on the Bullpen Card Podcast feed. I, of course, am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. Joining me are both of the boys from Boston. You heard his voice last week as the guest picker on the football podcast, The Fun V Tailgate. It is Mr. Greg Piatelli. Greg, how are you? I went 100% last week on the prediction, Jordy, for uh, NFL. And real quick, as I said, fall's best time of the year. Hockey's back. Basketball's overrated. Baseball's in the postseason, the Red Sox, October ball, uh, Marathon Monday, fall October, Marathon Monday. I saw my first walk-off, and the next night, Mark saw his first walk-off. Unreal, unreal time, unreal unreal uh, season the fall is, and uh, – couldn't be better and obviously football but yeah i'm doing great short answer it's good to hear uh so just so you know you had green bay minus three and a half so you did not get that one correct greg uh but regardless so i will they win they win i win yeah despite mason crosby missing a bunch of field goals but we'll talk about that tomorrow on the fun v tailgate gotta introduce and welcome back mr mark higgins mark how are you hey what's going on fellas good to be back Excited to talk some hockey. Like Greg said, best time of the year. I mean, I had a uh, hockey game tonight. I'm in a fantasy league with you guys. We're doing a podcast about hockey. I'm watching it right now. It's on TV. Um, I might even buy NHL. You know, you know, just keep it going. Just love it. I'm ready for it. Let's go. I'm pumped. I'm uh, in the market for buying two tickets for next week. Flyers second and third games, including one against your Bruins. Excited to see that. And though I, you know, we got enough of them last year, so hopefully not a, a little bit different than next year. But that's why we're here to preview the 2021-2022 season. As you may or may not have seen, this is the first night. If you watched the opening ceremony of the Pittsburgh-Tampa game, fans are back. They were kind of back last year. We are back to the original, quote unquote, original Atlantic Metropolitan Eastern Conference and Central Pacific Western Conference. The Arizona Coyotes have moved from the Pacific Division to the Central because the NHL welcomes in its 32nd team, the Seattle Kraken. We go back to the prior to COVID 
playoff format of the top three divisions from each division get in and then two wild cards out of the conferences. So getting slowly but surely back to normal. COVID's still a part of it. Some players are not vaccinated. Some players are still obviously able to get it, even though they are vaccinated. The Penguins experienced this last or tonight, but they are currently up to nothing. Guys, I am pumped for this year. And before we jump into the previews, is there anything you're specifically looking to? Anything that you're excited about, bummed about? Greg, I know you're still pretty wary of ESPN. Mark, you were about to start talking, so we'll start with you. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I was going to mention it's cool that TNT and ESPN, all the different media outlets this year, it's going to be interesting to see. Just to change it up, uh, I thought NBC was getting a little stale. Uh, and then I'm pumped for Winter Olympics, too. Oh, yeah. That Can't is a good point. Team USA and what their roster looks like. We get the Olympic break back. You're exactly right. And it's funny, looking at the end of the schedule, I was looking at today with the Flyers. Their final game is April 29th, which I feel like even for an Olympic year, feels later but maybe they're trying to give the players a little more spread out time give themselves a little bit of some sort of buffer because of covid even though there's back-to-backs but greg what are you looking forward to what are you worried about for this season before we jump into the divisional previews first and foremost mark took my answer i think the olympic the nhl players being back in the olympics is is definitely what i'm looking forward to most um i think the nhl has done a great job in the last two years during covid to give us some hockey if not they gave us more or less a full season. You know, they had the lockout shortened season and, and last season was equal, if not more games in the lockout shortened one. So I feel like uh, the NHL has done a good job, but the fans being back. So that's all normal. But I just think that uh, again, the Olympics player, the NHL players being Olympics is definitely what I'm looking forward to most. I thought it was only four players total did not have the vaccine. Jordy, I thought four rostered players total do not have the vaccine. I thought. Uh, that might be that, correct, that... but I, I know there are players who are missing tonight. Jake Gensel, for instance, not playing for the Penguins. I don't know if he's vaccinated or not. Um, I think it was more yeah. – oh, the NHL Craig, had a requirement. Uh, the NBA was the one that's more of a, of a shit show, but you're hearing all about it left and right, and obviously players are missing time. Yeah, and I was going to say, thank you, Mark. I'm right. And, and, so, and the only thing I'll say about ESPN, yes, it's good to have some different announcers and blah, 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 but I am – in watching the first period of the first game so far, the the camera's tight, right? They they're like, oh, it's lower it's so you can see more, or you can get you can get close to the action. But the whole reason why people like hockey is so you can see the rest of the ice. And you know, I know, yeah, I, I mean, it's almost like the NFL. Like you want to see more of the action. You know, you don't need to show 50, 50 yards, but you still want to see 20, 30 yards so you can see some routes being run or what have you. So um, it's early. They're still trying to figure it out. I think uh, the the they're trying to be different. They're trying to be creative. They're trying to be innovative. So hopefully that them pushing the envelope will, will lead to better things. So I'm being optimistic, but I believe the uh, second goal hopeful. did have a bit of a wide, almost wire NFL like camera on it. So you had a little bit of a different angle there. I did see the highlight of that. Yeah. So it did, you know, they're, they are trying different things. I think their, uh, their score bug looks pretty yeah. cool. At least the one TNT game I did watch in the preseason, the Bruins Flyers preseason game, the graphics look like they were made on Windows 95. So we'll have to see what their regular season product looks like. But they have the firepower in the in the crew. They have, among other people, Wayne Gretzky, which is pretty incredible, just like how the NBA and TNT has Shaq. They have Charles Barkley. I think they have really invested a lot into its studio game. So I think if that can be anything like inside the NBA, I think that's awesome for the sport. But I think we have done enough of the excitement and let's jump in to the actual previews we're gonna start in the east 
We all, Greg and I especially always get the, when we do these full league previews, get a little bit of flack that we don't start with our teams. We want to save the best for last. But because it's a little later on Tuesday night, we want to talk about our teams. We want to talk about them a little more. So we're going to start in the East. We're going to start with the Atlantic Division, give you guys the edge here. So guys, let's talk about the division. We can go team by team. We can just say our four teams and then talk about the other four. How do you guys want to do this? You want to start with the Bruins? What if we think that five teams will make the playoffs in this division? Well, that's a good point because the wild card, it is highly possible. So let's... Do you want so to why, don't, why don't we start there, Jordy? Why don't, why don't you why don't you re-explain how the the divisions are back to eight teams, four conferences, blah blah blah? It, you know, it's no longer Northeast versus Midwest versus this Far West versus the versus <laughs> the, the NCAA, NCAA tournament format. Uh, I did explain that in the, yeah. in the preview, but or in the the prologue to the show. But again, we are back to Atlantic okay. Never mind then. All right, never mind. Eastern Conference. And three teams will get in automatically, and then a wild card, two wild cards, so they could each be from the same division. So it is worth noting that, Greg, that it's possible that the Atlantic could send two teams, the Metropolitan could send two. It does not matter if you if there's one from each division. It's the top division winner plays the lower of the two wild card teams, and so on and so forth. So it's possible if, say, the Bruins win the Atlantic. And Carolina wins the Metro. They're just at the top of the list because of alphabetical order right now. And the Bruins have a better record than Carolina. But Florida gets in as the first wild card. And the Islanders get in as the second wild card. Again, the fourth teams in the divisions currently because of, of uh, alphabetical order. The Islanders could cross over into the Atlantic division. And Florida could cross over into the Metropolitan. It is not locked by division. So that's, yeah, well. a, that's a good question, McGregor. Yeah. Either way, let's start at the bottom. Buffalo Sabres, I think we all agree they're going to come in last in this division. Um, outside of Jack Eichel, outside that. of Jack Eichel, but I'm saying outside of Jack Eichel being traded, Jordy, give me a reason to watch this team. Or Mark, give me a reason to watch this team. Ross with Stalin's fun. That's probably one of the better reasons. But he's not, you know, he might get lit up because the rest of the team sucks. I almost just dropped him because he's going to be a minus machine. Yeah. But. <laughs> might get a lot of shots. Might block a lot of shots. I mean, Casey Middlestat, you know, the American hero, a couple times ago, uh, World Juniors ago, right? I feel like we're still waiting for him to pop off, and him staying on the Sabers hasn't really done him anything serious. Because you're right, he was, had a lot of p- hype to him coming out of World Juniors and everything, and it was supposed to be like the next helping piece for Eichel, and he still hasn't really like taken that step. I feel like he was supposed to be like this. Probably top six guy for them. I think he is, but like top six, He's like their top center right now. Yeah, exactly. Because Eichel's hurt. So are we? I don't know. I feel like we're waiting for him to be like a league household name kind of thing. It was that was the point I was getting. Yeah, and Dylan Cousins also. He's going to be in second year now, um, first year with fans. So you know, the, the, another young first round pick, a number one overall pick, and then they have Owen Power, another number one overall defenseman. So. The talent on this team is great young, but they also have Jeff Skinner, who's in a crazy contract. And then Craig Anderson, remember him? A throwback, <laughs> 40-year-old goalie. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like they're just trying to piece some things together. I think they're asking for unreasonable prices for Eichel. If, you, if you're going to take the captaincy from him, then just trade him. There's like You don't like him. He doesn't like you. So let's just throw it out the window and call it a day. Um, 
But yeah, unless you have anything else on Buffalo, we can predict Jack Eichel to a blue in the face. But unless someone's willing to give up five first rounders and a Patrick Kane in return, they're not getting. Greg, it. there's an update on that because like the league really wants them to figure this out. Like they want their yeah, start. There, there's to been a little of acceleration. Not be so, like now the Sabers have to give out like the medical records to all the teams interested in trading for him. So then Buffalo's inevitably going to have to lower their price. And then there's going to have to be some conditions. Like Eichel has to play a certain amount of games, blah, blah, blah. Huge. Yeah. Awesome. I didn't know that. That's huge. Well, hopefully it all uh, turns around here quick. So the Bruins can sign him and go for it all and call it a day. Um, They need a center, right? Right, Mark? Anyway, that's a future team. Jordy or Mark, Detroit, Ottawa. Who's who's seventh? Who's sixth? Give me give me your takes on these two teams. I'll let Jordy go. Yeah, I think Detroit's seventh. Ottawa's sixth. I think Ottawa's a little more ready than Detroit is. But I think talk Detroit... me about Detroit. Talk talk me about talk me about Detroit. Yeah, I think Detroit. Go. Detroit, another team that's super young. They have a more promising future than Buffalo does. Um, I just think they they have a better long-term outlook, although Ottawa could be really good in a few years uh, with the guys like Stencil and everything. But we're getting Larkin now in getting the captaincy. Or I guess he had it last year, but we're seeing him. We're seeing him, Tyler Bertuzzi. Uh, they do have a couple injuries that may be tough. Jacob Vrana, who they picked up in trading for uh, – what's his face? for To the Capitals. But they got Vrana from the Caps. He got hurt, so that, that helps them take a step back, which I feel like just isn't in a great spot, but they still have super old guys like Sam Gagne, who I say that, and he's only 32, but he's been in the league forever. I feel like that seven-point game was like 10 years ago. Um, but they have this super young, talented roster, so it'll be pretty fun to see how they end up going. Uh, they have a lot of pending UFAs after this season, so I have a feeling you might see a little bit of a pop from them. They have a fairly old blue line which could be good, could be bad. We'll have to see how Thomas Grice does. We'll have to see how Nigelovic, uh, terrible pronunciation of last nice. name, you guys know. Well played. Um, did I pronounce it right? Is it Nigelovic? Oh, man. I don't know. They also, got Let- they also got Letty from the Islanders. You know, yeah, speaking saying, to yeah, that, Jordy, the- Dude, that Maurice Sider kid is nasty. He is going to be na- nasty. He's sixth overall pick two years ago. He's yeah. six foot four from German Germany. How many, all the Germans that are coming into the league, Stencil being another one of them, are pretty fucking nasty. And obviously, the main one, uh, Dreitzeitel, who we'll get to. But, yeah, that's a really good point, Mark. They got another uh, Swedish Lindstrom, too, so look out for that. But, yeah, Mark, you have any thoughts on uh, on Detroit before we jump over? Uh, just to your point, Jordy, they, they only have two forwards who are old, older than 28 yeah. years old. So they're, all young. their forwards are super young. Um, the only thing, what's his name? Uh, you mentioned him. Long hair. Bertuzzi's COVID. Yeah, he refused. Yeah, he refuses to get the vaccine. So yeah, we'll see how that goes. Not good. He's their first line but, winger. Yeah. As I say, he might not be able to play in half their games. But this team will be better than they were last year for sure. I think they're in a rebuild, and I think this is sort of the the you know the model for all these teams out there. Instead of going for broke, you know, and and going for the Stanley cup. And then this is the rebuild. This is the repercussions, right? Selling off your future for the Stanley cups. They got their cups and now they're struggling for it. And they'll eventually turn it around a Stevie Y in his second year, right? Or third year. I think it's third year, but yeah, they, they, they're what's it called. However long that streak was that ended like five years ago. And they just really went for collecting as many assets as possible. And you're starting to see it, right? 
Like Zadina yeah. looks pretty nasty. He could be pretty good. He's still on an ELC. So that, I feel like that's part of it too is they have to figure out something with their cap. They still have $12 million in cap space, so I don't think it's going to be that terrible. But if they want to pay guys, Larkin, are they going to try to extend him? He only has one year after this year. I feel like that's a no-brainer. Same with Tyler Bertuzzi, but who knows? They're still on team-friendly deals right now with you know, $10 million between the two of them. You might have to pay him like 15 between the two if you want to extend them both. Uh, so we'll have to see. But they, I think they have a really, I think they have a very bright future. I think they just got to, you know, they need maybe one or two more pieces to really start having to collect assets and see what Stevie Y does. But I don't know. Yeah. Let's jump to Ottawa though, um, so we can jump into some contenders. Yeah. I think Ottawa has a pretty Perfect. good, they have a pretty good outlook. They have good guys. They have names that if you're playing a DFS or even in regular fantasy, that you might want to pick up and, and see what they can do and, I mentioned him before. Tim Stencil is fucking nasty, and he's still 19. Stencil. Stencil, thank you. Again, bad at pronunciations. I think he's nasty. Connor Brown, I feel like, doesn't get a lot of talk. He's one of their more high-paid players, but I feel like he's a solid enough dude. Uh, And I don't know. He could be a guy that gets thrown out there. Brady Kachuk, who... Has he been re-signed? Cap Friendly has him still in my favorite right now. No, he hasn't been? Nah, he's... I think he's he's gonna hold out. Oh, jeez. That, uh... I could turn into something crazy. But yeah, that, that, I feel like that's probably the big story out of them then that we're going to hear about. But they did re-sign Shabbat. He's on a mega deal now at $8 million. So they're starting to put pieces together, I guess, to try to maybe have something. But Matt Murray on a $6.2 million contract for him for another three seasons, including this one. If he doesn't really turn it around and, and start standing on his head like the young goalie that won the Stanley Cup for the Penguins, I feel like that doesn't really put the Senators in a good spot and... Their cap, sp- their cap area is kind of similar to Detroit's. A lot of pending UFAs, so we could see them try to completely make themselves over next year. But I don't know. I like where Detroit's at a little more long-term, but short-term, I like Ottawa a little better. Yeah, I mean, Ottawa's got so many young t- assets right now. I like Josh Norris, too. You forgot to mention him. Oh, He's a yeah, young yeah, American a player, center. He had a really good rookie year last year, so I like him as their top-line center. They get Chabot. Chabot. Uh, I mean, they're, they're, they're one of the young up and coming teams. I think they're going to, like, no one expected them to be good last year, right? They were the laughing stock of that division, but they made like every game was close that they played in the Canadian division. Yep. I think they're going to be good. I think they're not going to make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll be like one of the worst teams in the league. That's my take. No, that's a fair take. I, I don't think they're going to be like, they're not actively tanking. This isn't the Ottawa senators of a few years ago that have now moved to the desert the hint for the Pacific division. I like that take Mark. Yeah. I mean, Buffalo wishes they were in Ottawa's position right now. Exactly. Yeah. I was just to say they let up the third most goals in the NHL last year. So I feel like that's defense Murray, is an though. issue. Like they want they well, to go for that. And, but, they, but they also need defense. Like they have all these young stud offensive players, but they don't really have the defense to, to match. So yeah. Kind big, of similar to what we were saying with Detroit. They have an old blue line. That's a bunch of dudes over 30. They have Shabbat. They have they have a couple guys that are a decent top two, but they uh, I don't know. They're the rest of their defense. I feel like is on there. So I think you're right. I think you're right. Yeah. All right. This this is where it gets interesting. All right. All right. So we we got five teams here. We got the Canadians. We got the Bruins. We got the Maple Leafs. We got Tampa, and we got uh, the Florida Panthers. All five made the playoffs last year. Correct. Yep. Correct. So only in theory, I guess all five. No, can all five make it? All all five can make it. Yes. In theory, all five can make it. But uh, let's start at the top. Mark, who's winning this division? Or the um, 
Atlantic? Metropolitan, where are we? Still Atlantic. Still Atlantic. Yeah, you got to go, obviously, Tampa, but maybe Florida or Toronto could, could get close. But, yeah. I'm going to go... Let me go off the record. I'm going to go with uh, Florida. Going Florida. Okay. All right, I like it. That's the that's the trendy pick right now, Mark or Jordy. Let's talk about the Panthers. I don't I don't think they're going to be first, but let's talk about the Panthers. That's yeah, the trendy let's, pick. Yeah, let's jump into them. Yeah, yeah, Florida. A lot of big moves in the off season. See what they've done for adding a number of different guys. They brought over Sam Reinhart, a guy from Buffalo who was always going to be that next guy behind Eichel. Uh, they just re-signed Barkov to a huge deal, $10 million bucks. Uh They still have Jonathan Huberto. They still have Patrick Hornquist. They have a number of different guys. Aaron Ekblad's out there. Spencer Knight came onto the playoffs. He is still on his rookie deal. He is getting paid less than 10% of what Sergei Bobrovsky's getting paid. So they had that going for him, which I feel like a lot of people are super pumped about. And they're just... Boston College. Another, another team that's just super young that they're average age is on either and any group that's forwards defenseman or goalie is not higher than 26 or 27 it's all 26 point something which i think is great and i think they're super talented they just signed jumbo joe as well your guy's boy so maybe that's where mark's going maybe he's he's hoping that jumbo gets a gets an opportunity but i I thought i thought you were gonna i thought you were gonna go that whole thing without mentioning Jumbo Joe, you know, the captain, my, I mean, my favorite player growing up, obviously when we were growing up, um, I, uh, maybe Joe Sackick, but the two of them, um, you know, they're still paying for Longo. He goes against their cap for the one last year. That wouldn't surprise me. No. And then, and then in terms of uh, their goalie night, you know, another hockey East, uh, product BC, the, the lesser of it, you know, this is the trendy pick just because everyone picked them last year. And they definitely underperformed, right? Um, but they're getting what? They have Sam Bennett right now. Correct. Sam Bennett. You said Reiner. They 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 add a lot of pieces. Yeah, they add a lot of pieces. They they the biggest thing is goaltending and and defense. And I think they made some moves in this offseason to to bolster it. But now the I think the biggest difference and the hardest thing for me why I don't want to pick them is because they had all the hype last year. And now they have to play not only Tampa, but they have to face Toronto, who's a tough, mean team. They have to face Boston, who's a tough, mean team. You know, Montreal is a tough, mean team. Ottawa's not going to be an easy walk in the park. They're going to make you grind it out. Detroit hits hard. I feel like this Florida team's built for skill, not necessarily for to withstand a, a physical grinding type of game. And maybe that's why they got Joe Joe Thornton. But I feel like they need uh, they need a grit and and we'll see if they have that i'm not ready to pick them to win the division but i like that mark did i respect it i, I kind of forgot they had rodko gudis who was a longtime flyer that i just still despise uh but he is a hard-hitting guy he is liable to get suspended so that is i think he did last year but um that is you know something for him in terms of hitting that's a really good point one of those teams that you might see as a regular season darling we've seen it for how long out of Calgary that does really well in the regular season that kind of flounders in the playoffs. We saw it in the bubble last year. They made a little bit more noise, but they ran right into Tampa, right? Uh, and Tampa got back Kucherov and Stamkos in the playoffs. But uh, yeah, it's, it's a really good point. I think they have, I don't know. Their, their bottom six isn't terrible. You mentioned it with uh, for Toronto with 
Anton Lundell, who's one of their one of their 2020 draft picks, looks like he's going to be on their third line, and then that fourth line with Jumbo Joe, Anthony Duclair, could be pretty solid. So it, uh, Noel Chari. that Noel Chari's out there. They're uh, I feel like they're going to be pretty solid in what they what they're going to do. I kind of agree with you though, Greg. I don't know if I have them winning. I'm going to go with the chalk with Tampa, just because they just keep getting better and better. Um, but I yeah, pretty excited to see what Florida can do from what they've been able to pick up. I'm going to sell you on why I picked them first. Okay. So I love it. I love it. Starting top down, they have probably top five two-way center, top three two-way center in the league, top five, right? Barkoff, nasty like Kopitar back in the day, just six foot four, can do it all. Well, they got a bunch of young, skilled, nasty guys. Huberto is sick. Bennett, Reinhardt, kind of two cast-offs drafted first round former organizations looking for some revenge. I love that fourth line with Thornton, Duclair, Achari. And um, like, I just think they have a lot of balance. They have a lot of like youth, but they have a lot of veterans. They got like third line guys like Hornquist. So they're just very well balanced. They have playoff experience the past couple of years. And then Mackenzie Weger is an up and coming superstar on D. Ekblad was like on pace, I think last year to be an all-star, like something like the Norris. I remember people talking about him. He was playing really good. And then the best of all, they got they brought up Spencer Knight. He's gonna be playing backing up Bobrovsky. So you got this guy making ten million dollars getting pushed by a rookie, so he can only play better, right? Because there's gonna be a lot of competition there. I just think they're very well balanced. They have experience now, they have youth, but they're also some good veterans there too. They lost Yandel, but they can replace him. That's my take. Well, they bought him out, right? Yandel. They did so they, they wanted to get younger and I believe they accomplished that goal. And they drafted really well, right? So it's not a bad take, by all means. I uh, I just think it's still Tampa's to lose. It's kind of like my old take about Pittsburgh. It was until until Pittsburgh gave up the Metropolitan Division, it was theirs to lose. And then Washington finally took care of them. And Thornton might curse them in the playoffs anyway, so... Yikes. Uh, I've just, it's just for me, it's, it's, I've, we've been hearing about Florida and their resurgence for three years, ever since they signed Bobrovsky, right? It was, oh, all we need was a goalie. Oh, okay. Now we have a goalie, uh, you know, or even Luongo, you can even go back there. I feel like they've been this team that has always been the, the, te- the, the team on paper that's going to win it all. And maybe this year's different. Maybe you're right. Um, but this division is just too tough and too good. And, you know, Tampa, like you said, they always start out slow, but then they just hit another gear, turn it on, and figure it out. Jordy, I like it. Toronto, I think, has something to prove, especially after last year. Last, like, four or five years, they have even more to prove. So, you know, it, to me, it's – I don't know. I, 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 I think the division is the only reason why I'm not picking them. If they were in a different division, sure. But the the rest of the team's division is sort of why I'm, I'm hesitant to uh, – to crown them or put them at first. But I like, I like what you're saying, Mark, they do have the young and the old balance. They do have the Broski will have a bounce back resurgent year, especially with knowing that his jobs on the line. I like that. Uh, should we go right into Tampa? What else is yeah, to be who, said? Are you, who are you taking? Who are you guys take? Cause I, oh, yeah, I already said ta- I'm taking Tampa. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna, yeah. Let's hear it. Yeah. I, like I said, the basic take, and then I'll jump into it a little, a little deeper. You know, they've, Won the last two Stanley Cups, I think, keep their crown until, for one, Vasilevsky shows that he can have a full bad season. Like Greg just mentioned, that they've had a number of years where he and the rest of the team have started out slow, and then they get hot, hot, hot. You saw it last year, right, where they were like the three seed, 
in their division, and they still looked unstoppable. And some of that has to do with the long-term IR stuff. I get that. But they still, they have so many different players that they either drafted. Literally, if you look on Cap Friendly, the depth chart has eight of their nine top forwards as un, as drafted guys. Then they added Corey Perry, a guy they just played and beat in the Stanley Cup Final. They still have Patrick Maroon. They just brought in Pierre-Edouard Belmar, who was one of the, uh, we'll call him the Vegas castaways, helped kick that team to the Stanley Cup Final in their first year. They still have a very solid defensive core with Hedman, with Brian McDonough in that second pairing, with Sergachev in that third pairing. And then I mentioned it, they have Vasilevsky. The only thing that I could say negative about them is they decided to sign Brian Elliott for whatever reason. But who knows? Vasilevsky could maybe just like show him the secret move and Brian Elliott looks like he did back in St. Louis and a little bit in Calgary. And for like the first two weeks, they looked like as a flyer before he got hurt for like the 20th time in three years. But they're just a really good team. And I think until somebody goes at them, and I think Greg has a really good point about Toronto, although we'll get to them. We'll talk about the Toronto, Boston, Montreal, menage a trois in a second here. Um, I just think it's Tampa's to lose. And I think until, like, Kucherov's playing the whole regular season, right? And it's he's going to look really good once again. And again, just wait until they fall apart for a full year to start to really doubt them. Yeah, I mean, um, for me, it's it's Vasilevsky is the is the number one reason, Mark, why this team isn't going anywhere and this team wins. The only counterpoint I'll say is, to your point, you know, last year they kind of proved that they don't necessarily have to go out and set records for best record in the regular season to and and have that and then go and go into the playoffs. They can sort of get themselves in slowly, get guys ramping up, especially as they're older now than they have been before you know sort of slowly get guys in the mix ramp things up as the season goes on but you know sort of after the olympic break hit the ground run hard but it's it's to me like marks or like jordy said it's their division to lose but also vasileski i mean he's the best goalie in the league he's the best goalie in the world he's it's it's hard to beat that you know i think they're one i think toronto's two and and then at boston and 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 Florida fight for third and fourth is what I'm looking. But again, you had better predictions last year, so don't go off what I'm going off of. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's so hard to repeat. They've been in playoffs two years in a row. They're gonna be so worn down. Look at the guys that they lost: Blake Coleman, Pilot, Pi. What's his name? Pilot. Pi. Yeah, yeah. Taylor Pi. Well, they didn't lose him. We can cut that. That's fine. Yanni Gordy. They lost Gordy. They did. Lost Blake Coleman. I don't the know. Goudreau. I'm just, yeah. There's there's guys that, that have left the team that certainly were big contributors. They're the hot pick. But, like, they they're, brought in Maroon, and he's still a fourth liner for him, and he's still fucking pounding out points for him. So, I don't know. It's until, again, until we really see him look like their Achilles heel has been slashed, they're going to be a solid team. They have depth. They added a rat like Corey Perry to really just make that bottom six something. You mentioned it. Something that goes against Florida, just these teams that are going to pound you. Corey Perry is that guy, and he just adds that to him. And I think that that's something that maybe you could say they didn't. Uh, they they've had it though, but like they just, it takes it to another level of just intimidation. Yeah, I mean they're stacked, and you sold Greg. You sold me at Vasilevsky. I mean, yeah, yeah, can't really argue that. I'm just trying to go against the the sexiest, easiest pick. But they beat Florida in the playoffs last year. I think Florida will. Yeah, we're not talking about playoffs. So we're talking about just regular yeah, just season. Yeah, regular right? season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. So, and that's the thing is like last year they proved that they don't necessarily need to have the best record in the, in the regular season. So I think that like, that, you know, I kind of may have talked myself out of it, but I just think like, you know, we're all saying it may be theirs to lose, but let's move on, Jordy. Yeah. So you mentioned Toronto, let's jump into them. Uh, I too have them second. I think you're right. There's something that they want to prove. I think a full regular season with some of these guys a little more healthy and seeing what's going on. Obviously Matthew's hurt to start the season, but um, he's day to day. So hopefully he's in to start opening night, but even if he's not, they still have a very solid top six to look through what they have. And I think just even once he comes back, it just adds a another level of depth to what the team already has a very solid top four. We saw it in the, in the regular season last year. Again, this is regular season, not playoffs. The one thing that does have me concerned and Greg, you're right that really out, at least for me outside of Tampa, I've been kind of moving them around like different chess pieces is their goalie situation. They still have Jack Campbell, who looked pretty solid last year. They signed Peter Morazic, who's looked really good for Carolina the last couple of years, and a big reason why they did so well in 2019. Uh, I know, Craig, you, you know the infamous Carolina Hurricanes, the reason why the Bruins lost the Stanley Cup team. Uh, but he's been really good for them, and he's the reason why they've, they've had the success they've had, and obviously some other things, too, that we'll get to them in a minute. But uh, I don't know. That, that's the one concern, maybe the defense as well. But who knows? It could be something that this team is just boat racing teams in the in the regular season, and then when they get to the playoffs and they really have to start locking down, that's when you start to see the problems out of there. Um, but I don't know. What are your Greg? You have them second as well. What is your take on this team? I mean, that's exactly you said it. That's exactly why I have them second in terms of boat racing goal. I mean, they had the they had top five in goals for 100 almost 190 goals in, in the amount of games they had last year. I mean, that to me is just a huge reason why they're going to go out and they're going to put up numbers like they always do. They're going to, they're going to try and run teams out of the rink every night, night in and night out. And especially regular season, we've seen anything teams will play four, four, three, three and go to overtime and shootouts and blah, blah, blah. They just have the, and and this team has the skill to do it. Tavares is still coming back. Who knows what he's going to be, but um, you know, the, the, the goalie point is more or less why I think I have them, not going far, but the goalie, you know, Mrazic is no joke and and he can, I mean, who knows what Campbell is, but Mrazic's no joke. I think he can definitely, he's better than what they've had. I mean, Anderson was good, but Mrazic's no joke. So I think uh, to me, I think this team is sure they lost some third and fourth line depth, but they have it coming up and they have the pieces to fit in and slide right in. So I think, regular season wise they're they're a team that's going to put up a lot of points they're a team that's going to put up a lot of goals and, and it's just despite having like they can play a physical game they can play a speed game they can they have the speed they can they can play a, a skill game they can play man up they can play man down i mean underrated i think mitch marner might be he doesn't get talked about enough for the selkie i think he should but that's just my opinion Greg, coming from a fellow bruins fan i don't know how you could say they have depth like they got Nick Ritchie on their first line and Andre Cache on their like those guys suck on the Bruins. I, I mean, Nick Ritchie just had an unbelievable season last year, but yeah, I mean, reg- I don't think he's, he's just on that line. Cause he, he helps out who he's with. He's not necessarily going to be like their end all be all They're They're hanging their hat on Matthews, Marner and Nylander and Tavares. Like they're, that's who they're hanging their hat on. Yeah. And that's my point. They're, I mean, like, Jacob DeBrusque is on the second line for the Bruins. He's way worse than Nick Ritchie. So I just think Toronto's, I'm talking about Toronto, how they pay 
three guys their whole salary and then the rest of their team. It's year after year. They're, it's the same thing. They put up a ton of points. They don't have exactly. for a ton, ton of points. Door. Ton deep. of points. Ton of points. Which is why they're going to be second place in this division. Ton of points right there. We, you, it's, 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 that's it. I don't know. I, yeah, I think ta- Florida and Tampa. Would, Give your take. I the like Bruins would, would be better than them. I just think Toronto's cursed. I don't know. Something's going on with them. I'm not like until they get like a Vesna worthy goalie and like some backbone sick defenseman other than Morgan Riley. I just think it's going to be the same thing year after year. I'll put up a lot of points and then choke or, I mean, yeah, they'll make the playoffs, but I don't think they'll be top two. I think they'll be three or four. I like it. I like it. Let's keep it moving though. Who do you guys got third in the division? Mark, we'll start with you. I feel like the only team we haven't talked about is the Bruins and Canadians, right? That's correct. So who do you got third? Yeah, I got, my fellow Bruins. I do as well. I do sliding, as well. Sliding into number three. I mean, this, this is the last kick of the can for Bergeron. They're going to go out with a bang. I liked the depth pickups they have with Nosek and uh, Foligno and Halla on forward. Uh, they re-signed Taylor Hall. Yeah, Greg, you and I re- reiterate this all the time. That second line center spot, right? Charlie Coyle, do we believe in him? I I personally don't. I think he's on a, on a winning sick team he's going to be third line center um, but maybe he makes that big step up and then maybe jack studnika does as well mark you were at the red sox game did you see that they split a box together coil and hall could mean no, something I didn't see it. could mean something i didn't see it there but i saw it after they're <laughs> they're d pretty much the same i mean that can be a problem in the playoffs but not necessarily making the playoffs um and then yeah the goalies Olmark and swayman i think that's and then tuca you know, maybe coming back later. Um, Lazar, another good guy I like. But, yeah, it really comes down to that top line, Pasternak, Bergeron, Marshawn. Can they do it again? I think they can. Uh, Taylor Hall, can he, you know, elevate Charlie Coyle's game? Craig Smith, I thought he had a hell of a year last year. I like his game. Um, I just think they have a lot of experience. I think this is the last, you know, hoorah for the, for this core in their prime with uh, Bergeron. And, yeah, I just think they're going to go out strong. I mean, I'll tell you one thing. Management believes a lot in, in some of these these third and fourth line guys they picked up. I think Lazar, they loved him last year. And, and if he can replicate the way he finished the season or even when he first came over in the trade from Buffalo, you know, that really bolsters the, the third and fourth line. I think Charlie Coyle playing on the second line for David Krejci right now is not necessarily what they all wanted or anyone wanted, but it's what it is. And I think Smith he had a great year last year and I think they're hoping he's going to do it again, but I'm not sold that he'll do it again. The Bruins second line with Smith and Hall and Coyle. So I think it's great. They got Taylor Hall, but you need the same thing in Buffalo. You can't just put him on a line and expect him to do great things. You kind of need to, to get someone in there. I think Krejci with Hall would have been good for the whole year, but you know, Krejci also lost a step three seasons ago. So, I mean, Felino is great. He'll be good as, you know, he'll, he right now is slides your third line center uh, or maybe even second line. Who knows? Like you were saying, who knows who plays with Hall? We'll game one Saturday night. We'll find out. I think the defense is great. The young core, we've talked about it for years now. They, they got rid of Char. They've been trying to build to this and McAvoy is ready to take over um, and had, took over last year. I should say the question mark to me is goaltending. I think Tuca is, I always had faith in Tuga. I've always been a Tuga guy. I think Swayman played great last year, sure. And then Mark is really high on this this Linus Olmark kid. We talked about it in the summer from the Sabres. I think uh, 
you know, Mark likes him a lot. I'm, I'm skeptical because he was on the Sabres, but uh, we'll have to see if he can hold up and, and be the number one guy and replicate some of the numbers. I mean, Tuca was top three goalie every year, if not top five. He was in the conversation for for how many of, of the MVP goalie conversations, you know, so how many years in a row. So for me, the, deep, the Bruins play a defensive style, so hopefully Linus and, and Jeremy Swayman can, can – replicate it together but uh, and match some of the magic that the Bruins have had in goaltending the last couple of years. But I think there's more question marks than the answers for me this, this off season. And that's the only reason I'm skeptical. And that's why I have them lower. I think Bergeron and Marshawn are that much older. They may shut it down with the longer season with the Olympic break. Both of them are definitely slotted to make team Canada. So you know, I think they're, they're going to be playing a lot of hockey and, and I think they're going to go a little slower, right? I think it's going to be Cassie's going to manage some minutes, especially early on with a full season. They've played late into playoffs last couple of years. So who knows? I think they're going to start slow and, and, and definitely coast in just like they do every year, coast into the playoffs and, and turn it on. Besides Pasternak, when's the last time they had like a homegrown forward up and coming who like makes a difference? I can't really remember. Yeah, I mean, even like the, the last big prospects they had, Dougie Hamilton, they traded, you know, Charlie McAvoy, you know, that's, it's all defense, I guess is what I'm trying to say. It's the defensive prospects. I mean, they've had some guys who we've all been excited about, like DeBrusque and, and I mean, Trent Frederick, but he's, he's hurt right now, but he's the fourth liner. There, there are, um, Stanika, you know, there's been some forwards who they've homegrown, but they haven't hit, right? They haven't hit on any first round picks like you're talking about or any big names like Pasternak. And Pasternak was like late in the first round, wasn't he? Uh, he's like mid, mid, mid first 25th, round. 25th, yeah, 25th overall. Oh, he's late, shit, I'm yeah. wrong. I think they're going to hide. I think they're going to they're gonna hang their hat on Pasternak. And as the team goes, Pasternak, or as Pasternak goes, the team's going to go. And if he, you know, hope, luckily with 82 games, you know, he, the, the league is not going to be as physical. It's going to be a, a free game for him to, to, to mess around with. So that'll, that'll project them. And I think that's why they're third ultimately. Um, Jordy, you have any take on the Bruins? No, I kind of agree with you. The goalies is what concerns me. That's why I wasn't more confident in picking them for second place or something like that. I think you'll probably get for the billionth time, the Toronto Bruins series, uh, the Bruins pull it out because they're a more defensive team, but uh, but we have to see with the goalies, right? If the goalies don't look very good, I could look. There could be a big egg on my face of seeing that. Uh, you can have a really good six-man decor in front of you, but if you can't stop the puck, we'll have to see. Um, yeah, I didn't realize Swayman's numbers. I kind of forgot how good he was. That was, if he can re- replicate that, I mean, that'd be pretty awesome. Yeah, and the the one team we left out, I don't even think we've talked about, it, is the Habs, who were in the Stanley Cup. Yeah, so Montreal comes in. They've made. Some trades, they added Christian Dvorak like a month ago, um, but they've added some guys from free agency that could be great. They could be whatever. Um, you know, they just signed Nick Suzuki to a huge ticket. I don't know if you guys saw his quote of saying, it's like I'm playing my brother in NHL in franchise mode and I gave myself the, the big ticket. Um, so good for him that he's going to go and basically – uh, multiply his contract by 10 going from uh looks like oh no it's almost by 10 it's from eighty eight hundred thirty sixty three to almost eight eight million bucks a year 7.8 starting next season but you know the team itself carry price starts the year um what is it officially called is it the the personal reasons list um but he's 
It's the technically it's the knee injury. The the uh, there's mental health. I thought. Well, there's mental health, but didn't he? He didn't get surgery too on his knee. It's, he's, he's not on IR. He's on the non-roster list. I just looked this up, um, which is interesting. So we'll have to see the trade they made for Jake Allen a year and a half ago. We'll we'll have to see what ends up happening there. The guy they have as a backup, I don't think played in the NHL for a single game last year. Um, so we'll have to see if they can repeat it. They're a very top-heavy team. I feel like that. You know, obviously we see had a full year of Cole Caulfield. He technically is a rookie, despite being the talk of all of last. Uh, playoffs and Tyler Toffoli and Nick Suzuki, that first line is going to be really fun to watch. I just get worried about what's going to happen. This is a team that I feel like grinded it out a year ago. They fired Claude Julian and they really rallied around that to make the playoffs and obviously go on a run to the Stanley Cup and really grind teams out because they're a hard-hitting, heavy team that likes to play that style of hockey when they have Carey Price in front of them. But until we get Carey Price back, this team is going to start really slow, I feel like, and we're, I don't know. I There's a lot of question marks, I feel like, the most out of a lot of teams in the NHL. I'm excited to see Cole Caulfield and what he does. But, uh, I don't know. Outside of the first line, there's a lot of mystery, a lot of fog. I think it's tough because everyone's high on them because the way they did the playoffs. But people forget they, what, were they under 500, Jordy? They were, like, pretty brutal. Yeah, they had a worse record uh, than the Flyers. We'll put it that way. Yeah. In Katuniemi, like this kid that was heralded third overall pick, they they lost him in the off season. That was weird though, because that was like the RFA shit. Like the the yeah. what's her face? Yeah, but the, uh, the hurricanes. The hurricanes. Like, the hurricanes literally squeezed him out of there because they knew the the Habs weren't going to pay him. But then like the GM did the fucked up thing and like didn't tell him. Right? Isn't that isn't that what happened? Or am I making that up? Well, it's like, it, it was I mean, again, it was one of those kids that they didn't start. They didn't start him in the playoffs. Like, the yeah. first two games, him and Caulfield didn't start. And then they put him in, and guess what? They went on a run. Like, it, regardless of, of how they got him and how the Habs got him, the, that kid is good. He will be good. Sure, he can't speak a lick of English, and he's going to have a hard time dealing with those southern southern people in, in Carolina. But, you know, that's going to be funny. But, I, you know, I just think it's like this team is – overrated because of how they did in the playoffs last year. There's still a ton of question marks. They fired their coach in the middle of the season. So this is like a, okay, let's see what you can do with a full season kind of thing. Yeah. And who knows, who knows if, if he's even a good coach or if it's just a luck of luck of the draw, because he was in a, a Canada, Canada division that everyone was out. Everyone had COVID. Everyone, no one really played that half the teams didn't even complete their games. And then they got, they got hot in the playoffs. You know, it, that's it the is whole worth thing. noting so, Greg to your point as a follow-up and then we'll let Mark talk about them that they went 24, 21, and 11. They had 59 points. They had one less loss, or they had one less win, excuse me, of 24 to the Flyers, 25. But they had 11 overtime losses. So they basically did the defensive hockey, get to the get to overtime, let Carey Price carry you. And they had a negative goal differential. They had a negative nine, which no other team in the playoffs, uh, the Blues had a negative one. And they got fucking smoked in the first round. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, it's worth noting. But, Mark, let's get your take, and let's jump to the, the Metropolitan Division. Yeah, I just think they lost, what, their best center? Definitely their best shutdown center, Philip Daniel. No. Yeah, that's a good and point. They fuck, and then Carey I mean, so their best center, their best defenseman, and Weber, and their best goalie are all gone. Yeah. And they struck lightning in a bottle last year, getting hot. And they only played in that Canadian division. Uh, I just – yeah, they got some nice young assets, Suzuki, Caulfield, world-class guys, and – 
I just don't. That division's too stacked for them to to make it through, and that's that's my point. Yep. Short and sweet. All right. Last thought on the Atlantic. Do you guys have a wild card coming out of the division, or do you want to wait until after we do Metro? Uh, I definitely have Boston, Toronto, Tampa, and and the Panthers, Florida. Yeah, Panthers I have the Panthers. Like my wild card one. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um. All right. Metropolitan Division. Let's run through. The two teams I don't think have a shot. You guys can correct me if I'm wrong. The Columbus Blue Jackets, who, you know, similar team. They've lost a bunch of guys. They have an incredibly young team. Um, obviously, they traded Seth Jones. They have that whole crazy thing. They signed what, Zach Varensky to a big ticket. Uh, and they have a number of guys that are either pending UFAs. They have some pending RFAs. But it's going to be really interesting to see what this team does. I don't think there's going to be a lot to talk about them uh, outside of really seeing what the Corpusalos Merzlikas tandem does. They just paid uh Merzlikens a contact contract extension and Corpusalos UFA after this year, so we'll have to see what happens there. Um they got Jake Voracek back and they traded Cam Atkinson to the Flyers, which we talked about in the draft podcast. Uh we'll see what he ends up doing if he brings a veteran presence to a team in which he is the only He's one of two guys above the age of 30, the other being Gustav Nyquist. Uh, so we'll see. We'll see what this team does, what they end up trying to, to get done. Uh, I know they got your guy, Sean Corrali, in there. I think they've had him for a couple years now. But um, do you guys have any thoughts on them before we jump over to the Devils? Is there Max Domi? You know, is there a reason? Patrick Laine? You know, I mean, those two guys are great. I, I think uh, it's too bad that they're on a team like this, but – who knows? Yeah, I think I think they're definitely at the bottom here. Yeah. Mark? Agreed. Agreed. Yeah. All right, New Jersey Devils, they signed your boy Dougie Hamilton uh, to one of the bigger tickets in the offseason. He uh, is getting paid over $9 million, the same as P.K. Subban. Um, Nico Heischer on another year of his $7 million deal. There's a team that has a number of different players that are, you know, super young and are going to be pending RFAs coming out at the, uh, the end of this year. They did sign Tomas Tatar, so now they have a, a very interesting top line of Jack Hughes, Tatar, and uh, Igor Sharavanagic. Um, but then you have the Heischer, Zatra, and Jasper Bratt line that was actually pretty good last year, but this is a team that I just don't think ha- really has the, the wheels to match some of the other teams in this division. Um, I know that Mackenzie Blackwood's been pretty good. They signed Jonathan Bernier uh, in this offseason, so we'll have to see if those make a difference. But, I don't know, their defense is, is super young, which I think is a positive for them. They, this is, but this is the story I was about to say. They have a very decent, bright future. But this, I feel like, has been the story that we've talked about with the Devils for years. So, just another year of getting guys' wheels underneath them, seeing what we get out of Jack Hughes in another year, seeing what we get out of the out of Heischer for another year, and keep on moving. I love this team. I don't love this team, but I love this team they were such a pain last year and partly because though they killed the Bruins, but the two guys who, who killed the Bruins got traded the Islanders and then the Islanders killed the Bruins, but Dougie Hamilton spitfire kind of guy, hit or miss kind of guy, hated everywhere he goes, loved everywhere he goes. You know, it's, it's, you hate, you love his game. You hate his personality. I think Jack Hughes to me, not that this is his end all be all year. I think he's still a year or two away from being like the, 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 stud jack eichel on a team you know it takes it take 
it took even took Bergeron some time to to become the dominant kid he is now. And I think I think Jack Hughes, sure he's a center to play free flowing, but I think if he got pushed out to wing, it'd be better for him. He, he as a center right now, he gets bodied on faceoffs, he gets pushed around on the puck. He needs to get out on the wing like Kane and just play that type of game and be a free flowing winger as opposed to he he loves to skate in the middle of the ice. He loves to use his his skating ability and you know his quick turns and all that to, to his advantage, but you know, people have proven they can do it on the wing. So it might be time to, to move him out there to see if he opens up. But uh, 12 million cap space, like you said, Jordy, that's pretty good. Yeah, they're, uh, I mean, they want to see who sticks, what's going to happen. And I think you're, that's a really good point about Hughes. I think you're right, though. They're certainly not going to give up on him. The first overall pick, however many years ago, that teams were losing for Hughes. Lose for Hughes. Uh, Mark, any thoughts on them before we jump into the, the rest of the division? Yeah, I just think they picked up Ryan Graves. He's a nasty defenseman. Um, they got Ty Smith, who's up and coming, sick offensive defenseman. He had like a point every other game last year. Miles Wood, good player. So yeah, Dougie Hamilton. So they got some some good D back there. And if Blackwood can keep elevating his game, I just don't like. I was trying to make the case that they could finish sixth in the division. I just don't see. I think they're going to be seventh. That's yeah, I, I, I think so. Slide too. in. Do uh, you want to go into? Sixth and fifth, do you think there's – how do you guys think the division's going to shake out? Do you have a, a clear sixth-place team? Uh, <sighs> this is where the hot takes come in. <laughs> you're not going to like my answer. Uh, I have them in a similar <laughs> spot in the division, but not sixth. You're not going to like my answer, but um, – you know, I think, Jordy, you know what? I'll give you the bone. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go Pittsburgh is, is sixth just because really? everyone's okay. hurt for them. Everyone's hurt for them. Yeah, Everyone's yeah, I, hurt I for think them they right slow out, start out slow. Uh, I had them. I had them. They're winning right now. And they're winning right now. I um, Beating Tampa. Yeah, I have the Washington Capitals finishing sixth. And I know nice. that's a hot take. It's wow, a that's team, a real hot take. A team I love it. We're going to go out on a ledge, Jordy. We're going to go out on a ledge. A team, Ovi's Going hurt. Ovi's hurt. To start the year, that's their captain, a guy that I think is the main reason why you tune in. But this is a team that continues year after year. Of they have guys that have that are they keep rolling them over. Anthony Mantha, that's who I was trying to think of before that they traded for. Who I guess he got healthy. I thought he was. I thought he was going to be hurt to start the year, but it looks like he's going to be in the opening night lineup. Uh, but a number of different guys that just they're in another year. Some of them struggle to stay healthy. I'm not totally sold on the Vanich. And Samsonov, double team, that's going to be their goaltending tandem. I know Vanish they just picked up in a tr- in a trade to see what he can do coming over. Uh, really low cap hit for him. But I don't know. I'm just not totally sold on, on everything. I know TJ Oshie's struggling to stay healthy and healthier throughout seasons. I mean, they, they, lost, they lost two guys. They lost Zidane Chara and Brendan Dillon. Brendan Dillon is a big loss in their blue line. Yeah. But they didn't lose anyone else. Like it's uh, sorry, you know what? I cut you off. Keep talking. No, I it's fine. It's a hot take. I partially because I, I don't it. want I don't want to be too mean to the Penguins because I I think they're going to have a really slow start to the year despite winning right now in Tampa Bay, which is very hard to do. Um, but I think Ovi being hurt to start the season, which it says day to day, but he looked hurt when he when he he didn't mean to hit whoever it was in the Flyers in the back. But he, like, rolled his ankle in kind of a weird non-contact injury. Kuznetsov always struggles to finish seasons. He always gets hurt. Tom Wilson's going to get suspended, and he's going to fight the the New York Rangers the first night. 
and they literally brought in Ryan Reeves to fight him. We're going to talk about the Rangers. Um, but then that second line, another one that like, just health is a huge concern on that team because they're getting older and older. And I don't know. It's something like both of those teams. I don't want to hate them. I picked the Capitals to win the fucking division last year. And I don't know. It's something that I'm, I'm just concerned about with both of those teams. But I don't want to be too mean to Pittsburgh because it's going to come off a little more biased. I don't really have anything against the Capitals. I have a lot against the Penguins. But those two teams, I have fifth and sixth. Yeah, it's so hard to have Ovi and Crosby and Malkin not make the playoffs and be five, six, or, you know, whatever exactly. that order is. It's so hard to predict that, but they are getting old, older. And to Greg's point earlier with the Olympics, those guys are going to be used up during that. Um, and there's a lot of young and up-and-coming teams in this division that could, that might slide in here. Um, I think what goes to the Penguins' favor, too, to, like, combine talking to them. We had a couple years ago, right, where the Penguins, both of them were hurt. Uh, Malkin and Crosby, and I think I think Crystal Tang was hurt for part of that period too. And they just brought up all those guys from Scranton Wilkes Bear, and they looked really good and stepped up. Now, part of that was Christian Jari, Christian Jari, excuse me, and Casey DeSmith to a certain extent. And Jari made the All Star team for it. So I think like I'm thinking Jari's going to have a bounce back year, and part of that is because I think Carter Hart's going to have a bounce back year. Um, but I mean, and he's playing well tonight against a Tampa team that that you know shoots the puck a ton although pittsburgh's out shooting them which is crazy but i think pittsburgh's depth what they have out of the minors they draft well but we're gonna have to see what they end up doing you know the second year of the crosby or the uh not crosby the burke hextall experience and what they end up trying to do uh i just think it's it both of those teams injuries really add up and i think at a certain point it becomes something that that gets a little tougher to do the Capitals finishing six is a very hot take, but I don't know. It's something that I'm worried that the man, the manned miss games lost. I think I got that right. Is going to add up for them a little too much. Like some teams we saw this year in baseball. Yeah, I, I have Capitals fifth, Penguins six. I think this might be the end of the, the line for Pittsburgh. Word on the street is their, their farm system's terrible too. Um, Crosby and Malkin, and this could be sort of it. Maybe they get traded at the, the, the trade deadline. Um, sad to say, I, I just don't, think they can keep doing what they've been doing they don't have their, they want to get roster. traded they'll get traded but if they if he wants to go down with the ship Crosby seems kind of like that kind of a captain we'll have to see what goes but uh I could see that we could look very dumb too saying that we Crosby said it last year we said we said it last year that we thought the Penguins were a complete dumpster fire and they won the division so you know we've been we wrong before could... yeah I mean I think the difference is this year, this is the first time that both Malkin and Crosby are out to start the season. I mean, it's one or the other. Obviously, Crosby's closer to coming back. But yeah, I think the big thing is, uh, Mark, uh, what's the former Bruins scored the first goal of the season, Danton Heinen. Um, they have sort of some young guys, but they're all on the team, right? They're all they're all up at top. Sure, they don't have the down the, down the road kind of guys. But I think Jari has a bounce back year. I think... Um, Who's the who's the big center for them, Jordy? They picked up at the deadline. Who, Jeff Carter? Yeah, he's huge for them. Yeah, Jeff Carter's and, been nothing but awesome for the Penguins since they got him. Yeah, and and that that right there is sort of that they're a type of team that just figures out a way to do it every year in and year out. You know, it's it's kind of frustrating um, for for everyone else, I'm sure. But I think I think you're right. To me, I think I think this team outside looking in, I think it's going to take. 
you you talk about Washington collapsing. It's going to take you to maybe even the Rangers and and Pittsburgh or Philly having down years compared to what they what they're supposed to have. You know, the, the Rangers certainly had a down year last year, and who knows, maybe they have another down year again this year. But Gensel's Philly, too. yeah, Philly by Gensel all means boys. Gensel's on the COVID list, but he's out for like a week. Philly, Philly by all means has 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 the has the pieces in place to to get them in the top three. I think Pittsburgh is fighting with Washington and New York to be sort of uh, to be in the top three, in my opinion. I think New York is a little overrated just based on last year. You know, you kind of have to go off what they did last year. But uh, anyway, regular season, Jordy, what do we got? So we're moving on to Philly or should we just go right to the Rangers? I, and I have the Flyers fourth. If we want to talk about them. Are... All right, let's do it. All right. Yeah, I have them there too. Yeah, the Flyers, we talked a lot about the moves they made. Uh, the joke has now become because they signed off of, or they picked up rather off waivers. Um, this guy named Pat Brown, who checks one of actually all three of these things. He used to wear a letter on his Jersey. He went to Boston college and he's friends with Kevin Hayes. He was on Kevin Hayes's line at one point in at BC. And uh, yeah, that's basically become the thing that today at during this flyers, you know, preseason thing. Uh, they jokingly have called Kevin Hayes the assistant GM to uh, to the team and, nice. and see what he's done. He's hurt to start the year. Hayes is. He's out for about two months, so it's going to hurt a little bit. But, you know, they add this Brown guy to be a part of that fourth line that looks like it's going to be with Nate Thompson, a guy they brought back. They traded for him a couple years ago. And, you know, brings a little bit more of that checking presence. Same with Nico Bay-Cubell, a guy that I've been pretty high on. A lot of Flyers fans have been. Uh, the What we talked about, though, in that draft podcast, the the identity of this team, bringing in leadership, they really focused on building up their defense. They traded for Ryan Ellis. They traded for Ristolainen, who's just a big, hard-hitting defenseman. Right-handed shot, too, which helps. They brought in Yandel as kind of a a veteran presence to that team. Again, another guy that wore a letter. He's going to play with Justin Braun in the third line. Uh, kind of like with Bergeron, but a much different story of Claude Giroux, the captain, his last year. Uh, they have not officially said they're not going to re-sign him. They've basically said we're not going to have any conversations with Drew until the end of the season, but it's widely believed that he's on his last year with the team. He's getting paid $8.2 million. It's a big big cap hit. They did re-sign some guys to deals, but I mentioned it. They traded for Cam Atkinson. They signed Derek Broussard, which I don't think it happened by the time. Yeah, that was in August. By the time we did that podcast, uh, he's projected to be on the same line as Farabee and Atkinson, which is going to be fun. Two Americans at the wing, Greg, you got to love that. Uh, I love Joel Farabee. Yeah, Joel Farabee. Philly Joel. F- young Beezer. The, the man that the legend. Mark Atkinson, he, he went Avon when you were there, right? Yeah, he was our, he was our year at Avon. Yeah. yeah. No, no, he was the... Uh, was he 08? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, he's 32. Okay. Um, but, yeah, so I'm, I'm excited about the team. Obviously, Carter Hart and what he's going to do on his bounce back is a big question. Really bad year last year that seems like he's put behind him at least through the preseason. And then they signed Martin mm-hmm. Jones as their backup goal goalie, who is uh, as much shit as I gave Brian Elliott. At least he was serviceable and was kind of a mentor to Hart. Jones is very concerning, although he had a much better record than Hart and a better save percentage. So who the fuck knows what's going to happen at the end there. That's why I'm pretty concerned with the, with the Flyers, why I have them fourth. Then there's all the young guys that had decent preseasons, but got sent down to the Phantoms so they can all play together, like your Wade Allison's, your Cam York's, your um, Igor Zamula's. I had to 
remind myself how to pronounce it there. Sam Warren, a guy we talked about a ton on the podcast last year who the Flyers had really high hopes for and has really never figured it out. He's played both defense and offense. They tried to move him around. Zade, Zade Wisdom is a guy they drafted two years ago that the team is super high on. So there's guys in the minors that if they get hurt may get called up and may get thrown to the Wolves, which could be good, could be bad. But I don't know. It's a There's a wide window where this team can go. I've seen some people pick them second in the division, which I don't totally agree with. Um, but I think that fourth is a, is a fitting place. I could see him finishing sixth. If Pittsburgh or Washington figures it out, Pittsburgh depth shines depth shines through. So I shot the middle and put him at fourth. Listen, Mark can go in a second because he's much more of a Flyer fan than I ever was or will be. Ristolainen, Ellis, Yandel, older older guys, but having the worst defense in the league last year and what you know having was the most goals against is is yeah, no crazy. but up there. And, and yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, from your tweets, from your texts, from the pods. I mean, this you you've said it. It's like the Phillies bullpen Flyers defense at this point. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm glad they addressed it. I think the biggest question mark to me is Carter Hart. I think they tried to start him way too early as an 18, 19 year old. They need, you know, look at all these other young goalies, you know, like we talked about in Florida, you know, you have a veteran who is a starter. You, the Bruins right now, you have a veteran as a starter. You bring a young guy along, let him get some minutes, let him get some confidence down, down the minors and then bring him up. I mean, Carter Hart has only known the red light going off in his net. So I whoa, think, whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. Forgetting where he was rookie of the month three years ago. Oh, and then one he won month. around. Jesus Christ. One month, please. But you know my point. I mean, it's just, it, to me, I think it's, it's, they're one of the older teams. The good news is everyone else in the division is old, but they're not as young as like everyone else. But the, the, I think uh, this team ultimately has, has the boys and got better on paper and should, should be there in the end for sure. I think another positive, and I'll let Mark go in a second to go back to Atkinson that not only are they a bad defensive team, but they're a really bad power play or a penalty kill team. They add Atkinson who I think the stat is like he, over the last eight years has six more shorthanded goals himself than the flyers do as a team, which you got to love to hear that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sorry, Mark. Good. Yeah. Just on Atkinson. I did play against him, beat him at his own Avon, Old Farms Christmas tournament. Put him on his ass. Tried to try to chip it by me. Not a bit. No, he's way better than. He was so sick in in high school. Yeah, I remember watching watch. him. He was unreal. But yeah, I mean, Flyers. You guys pretty much touched on every point. They definitely got better. They improved their D. That's always one of their weak acclimates Is uh, their defense core. I like what they did there. And Yandel can just specialize on on the PP. Uh, hopefully, Couturier. Uh, goes back to his um, two ways. What's that award called that Bergeron always wins? What's it called? The Selkie. Selkie. He's always like a top five, top 10 Selkie when he's having a good year. So hey, hopefully he returns to that form. Hey, yeah. I have him on my fantasy team and Farabee. What up? What up, Flyers? Let's go. Um, it just really <laughs> comes down to like Carter Hart, like you guys said. Um, and so their D's better. They got a lot of forward depth. Can their goaltending be good? Like and Martin Jones is your backup. A little worried about that, but I'm going with them sliding into fourth place, making the playoffs. Uh, Joel Farabee, you stole him right up from under my finger. Young Beezer. Speaking of, speaking of David Quinn, BU, what a BS job he got, huh? You're the oh yeah, you're right. He got fired. Um, 
He's Where the is assistant he now? for Team U- He's the assistant for Team USA for the Olympics. I'll tell you ah, that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. We'll talk about they that. Say at, uh... They they say that he's going to put the roster together. Well, uh, what's his name's coach in Pittsburgh? Ah, that's good. Well, let's jump over to uh, our top three. And uh, do you want my third? Or do I want to hear let's your go, third? Let's just go with the Rangers because I don't. I don't. Have oh, you have them third. I haven't. Seen I don't even. I, I don't even have them in the. I don't even have them in the top three. So. Oh wow! All right, Greg, you start on them. I mean, you're only as good as your last game, right? And to me. This this last year was miserable for them, and on paper they were, had all these expectations. They were supposed to do this, supposed to do that. They had the the two guys who had unbelievable career years. They put all their money towards them, blah blah blah. You know, didn't work out for them. They picked up Barclay Goudreau. They picked up Brian Reeves. Some some physical guys. You know, they were a skill team. They got some physical guys. I think their forwards are loaded. Sure. Capo, Caco, Lafreniere, two first round guys, first overall guys that third and fourth year or second and third year time, kind of time for them to put up or shut up, like just like a Jack Hughes, uh, figuring out their thing. Adam Fox, Harvard, real deal. Truba, Keandre Miller, you'll see what he does in a full season. You know, he's sort of still a young guy on defense, but they have the young talent, but I still think, you know, you need that mix of veterans. You need some, some older guys to, to you know, you need the Brian Reeves, the McDon- no, I'm talking about defense. You need the McDonough's you need the, everyone's got forwards, Mark. That's my point. Everyone, everyone's got talent up front. You know, you look up this division, you, who are they, who are they more talented than forward wise? You know, like that's uh, in terms of playoff teams, um, goaltending duo, you know, that is going to help them. But again, couple of young guys right these are these what are they going to do they they moved on from hank and what are they going to do so uh to me i think the, on paper sure but to me i feel, still think they're a couple years away i still think they're they're two one I, not this year i'd say two to three years away from from being the odds on favor to go in to it's this to me reminds me of the florida panthers from the last like three years you know this this the rangers they've been the hot pick they've been the trendy pick everyone's talking about how young they are everyone's talking about how good they have this player that player they got the goal they got the big splashy name blah blah blah. the rangers to me are gonna underperform like they have the last two years i mean i don't know man they got like kako and lafreniere Two years ago, they were they were the number one. They were the worst team in the league. They had the number one overall pick two years ago. Like people expected. No, they were the number one overall team. It's because of the fucking weird. Uh, what's it called? The bubble pick. That's how they got it. That's how they but, Lafreniere. But the, my point is that, and Kako Capo was the year before that, Jordy. That's my point is that like sure. this team. Every, this but they team also won expected... that. They won a lottery there. They weren't that but, bad. It's been this the Sabres team, and the, were, and the Red Wings. Bad. They were that it's bad. It's been the this Sabres team, and the Red Wings tanking, team, and they won the lottery. Team, so the Devils. This, this, this team has been expected to turn it around overnight, like in two years. Like It's going to take them a couple years before so my, they can. my point. Sorry, we, we cut Mark off. We cut yeah, Mark, Mark off. Go, Mark go. Stern, we cut Mark off. I'm just saying that's why I don't have them as high as everyone else because, they again, they were the number one in overall pick for two years. Like t- literally two and three and four years ago, they were the number one overall pick. So. I just think you're, right. Greg, you're underrating Panarin and Zibanejad and how fucking nasty those guys are. Panarin's like top five. Year. He's top 
five top ten player in the world, man. When he's on, he's sick. And Lafreniere and Kako are just going to get even better and stronger. And now they picked up Ryan Reeves. Those guys can just run around and be free and know that they're protected because he's going to kick anyone in the NHL's ass. Like, you know how much freedom and time and space they're going to have for that? I think that's a huge pickup. And that was one of their biggest things last year. They got their they got embarrassed by Tom Wilson, right? They need that guy to come in there and stick up for them. I think that's a huge pickup for them. They got you know, Norris Trophy, Adam Fox, like, He's only going to get better. Lindgren, Keandre Miller, yeah, they're young, but they're not that young. All these guys have a couple years in the league, two or three. Uh, and then great goalie tandem. I don't know. I, th- I think they're due. I think they're due to make a huge leap, and I think this might be the year. So I'm just – I drank the Kool-Aid. I-, I like the Rangers lineup. So I hate the New York Rangers. I hate most of the teams in this stupid division. The New York Rangers to me – and, Mark, we, we're using the wrong verb of when he's on. When he's not being invested by the Russian government – the guy scored 58 points in 42 games, Artemi Panarin did. And right. Zibanejad, who, and this is my point on the Rangers, is the Rangers have started slow the last two years, and then two years ago were one of the hottest teams in the NHL, debatably would have made the playoffs and been really good. The Islanders were one of the coolest teams, and the bubble started. The Rangers started slow. The Islanders started hot. Last year, similar deal. A team that scored more goals than two teams in the division that made the playoffs, and they let up less goals than the than one of the teams that won, that made it. They had one one more goal against than the Penguins, but they still had a plus twenty goal differential. Part of that has to do with them kicking the shit out of the Flyers for however many games that was with Zabetajad and and uh not, and maybe Kreider too. We are not even fucking talking about him. Um, another guy you probably played against, Mark. But him and Panarin and fucking Zibanejad, I think each getting like two straight five-point games against the Flyers, that's how fucking good they are when they're on. I guess the only thing is that you really want to look at their bottom six and see what happens there. Although Kevin Rooney's been pretty good for them. Berkshire grad, not a huge deal there. You mentioned Goudreau being a physical guy. Ryan Reeves, who hopefully he doesn't get suspended. I think they play their first game. It is. It's against... It is tomorrow night in Washington. Holy <laughs> shit. It's the first Rangers game. Wait, Wednesday night. Awesome. Uh, I hope that's on TNT. I need to watch that game. I need to find some way to. It's going to be incredible. Uh, it, you're going to see Ryan Reeves start the, start the season for him. Uh, but the, the Fox-Lindgren starting lineup, the Miller-Truba, I think that's a... I Honestly, I think Keandre Miller is going to take another step for him. And I think Truba is yeah. going to be a re- big reason for that. Truba, who was hurt a little bit last year. Um, and they have a bunch of guys that they've decided to scratch who played a decent amount of games for them. They have a lot of guys that just were, you know, played games and that got a lot of, you know, man hours out of. And granted, you can say that about a lot of players because of the COVID year. But I don't know. It's something where maybe maybe we're all buying into Shoskirkson, Igor Shoskirkson, how the fuck can you pronounce it, and Georgiev and how good they were at times last year. And that's a big part of it, too, of seeing these two 25-year-old goalies and seeing where they go. But I think their top six and their top two D pairings are very good and could be dangerous. And, yeah, Kako's got to step it up. Lafreniere's got to step it up. But they're, just like Jack Hughes, they're both in – Kako's in his third year and Lafreniere's in his second year. And Lafreniere had 21 points in his first year. Not horrible – for him having to play a weird COVID season and all that crap. So, I don't know. I have them second in the division, partially because I think the Islanders are one of the best teams in the division, but they always have a weird regular season. I have the Islanders third. So, let's jump over to them. Uh, 
kind of my, my thought is kind of following the trends as a team that is built for the playoffs. They play similar to the Bruins, that defensive style. That's not going to be anything different this year. They play trots ball. They get the job done. I think Sorokin is the real deal. He's going to be really good this year. Uh, Corey Schneider, who they signed as their backup, who did not play an NHL game last year. Well, that, that'll be fun to see him have a resurgent year under Barry Trotz. They still have Varmalov, who's hurt. I guess he's technically day-to-day, so we'll see where he goes and if he just takes over for Corey Schneider and he's just a healthy scratch. But I don't know. I think in terms of where they finish in the regular season, I have them third. I know Barzell is still unreal, but I just think they always have these slow years where they get grinded out in one win, they get grinded out in another. So that's where I have them. Mark, what do you think about the Islanders? Yeah, every year they just prove me wrong, and I mean I'm I'm done letting it happen. They they <laughs> still, they sold me in the playoffs last year. I mean those two D that top D pair they have is probably top three in the league. Like I don't they're so sick Pulak and Pelic. Yeah, they're really um, good. They're unreal. They picked up and then they picked up some vets like Parise, Chara. I mean they, they I'm just gonna do high level like they had a deep run in the playoffs last year and they didn't really lose anyone right so yeah. how can you go against them not being a top two team i have them winning this division um yeah i wouldn't be surprised by that i think you're right they always prove people wrong i don't know they always seem to have these weird trends where they like the trots ball isn't working but and it isn't going but like you're right they have all these former captains of other teams they still have andy green who was the devil's captain forever i guess they uh, I didn't realize they've only had him for one year, but uh, Greg mentioned Best fourth line in hockey. Yeah, that easily that that call Cutterbucks, Hasey Zizekas, Ross Johnston, who is technically still on an ELC. Oh, that's weird. I didn't realize that. But no, you're right. It's a really good, really good fourth line. Really one of the best third lines with Parise, JG Parjo, and uh, this Wallstrom guy who's seems pretty legit. But I think it's just they buy into the whole team game and always do really well yep. and Mark and Brock Nelson coming back after the injury, Greg's uh, called the century that he was going to be what ended up missing that team. And they still went to the uh, semifinals. So there we go. We're not, we're not all invincible yeah, here. They, they would have won if he was on the team. I mean, this Anders Lee, I think, sorry, I think Palmieri is the best addition that they made at the deadline. The best addition. No one talked about it. Underrated. He, was just an absolute killer all year last year during COVID during the bubble. He fits this, this style of play perfectly he killed the Bruins specifically, but he killed everyone else. He fits this, this team style. Uh, they added Char to get some even more depth in the blue line, Zach Parisi, American. I mean, the, the, this team, I have them winning the division just because this is one yeah, of those so years. I, I know Carolina, whatever. Yeah. But I just think that this, this team is too. The, the only thing that could hurt them, I guess, is the uh, the fact they lost uh, one of their goalies, right? Um, yeah, Varmalov is hurt right yeah, now. Yeah, it, It's listed day to day, but it's undisclosed, so that probably means a little longer than day to day. No, not, who's the other one? Didn't he leave in free agency? Didn't, uh, I thought they had two. The, the, Sorokin? No, he's still there. Yeah, Sorokin's still hanging out. Okay. Um, they had right, Robin well, Leonard then. years ago, but he's been no, in no, Vegas no, no, for a no. while. No, no, yeah, okay. So, so maybe I'm thinking of of uh, the kid is hurt. Yeah, this team to me, they they had the 
128 goals against only Vegas had less goals against and Vegas had the best goalie combo and, and obviously defense and talent across the board last year. And it was in a super easy division. So, I mean, the Islanders had that few goals against in literally the hardest division in all of hockey and the most amount of playoff teams. So I just think that this, this team is just built for regular season, built for postseason, built to, to last. And, and, they again. They're they're not going to play anyone else's style. They're not gonna. They're not gonna let anyone bully them. They're not gonna let anyone try and play a speed game. They're not gonna let anyone try and physical game. They're gonna play their game, and, and you're gonna have to play their game, and you're gonna have to play their way. It's the only way you can beat them is by doing playing their game better than they do. It's it's almost like how the Americans beat the Russians. You have to be better at their game than they are. Such a good, great take there. But let's uh <laughs> let's keep it moving. And look at our last team in the Metro, the Carolina Hurricanes, who, as you guys probably have figured it out, I have winning the division. I have bought into this team. I know they lost Peter Morazic. They have Freddie Anderson basically trading, although both were free agencies, and Antti Ranta as Jordy, a goalie Jordy, tandem. Jordy, Jordy, Jordy. Yeah. Marcus, Marcus Lynn Betts just homered. Well, let's go. All right. Marcus Lynn. I have him in DraftKings. Right, Daily Fantasy. Excuse me. No free ads. Um, anyway. Jordy, who do you have two? Because you, you said you haven't oh, said your two. A two-run homer. Oh, I said the Rangers. Yeah, I have the Rangers too. Oh, wow. All right. Yeah, I, I'm you have very them over the Carolina? You have them over Carolina? No, I have Carolina one. I have the Islanders three. Because yeah. I, I said when you were Jesus, you were walked away. That I think the Islanders, they always have a little bit of a slow lull in the season. And they come into the playoffs and they squeeze everybody out. They have the perfect playoff roster. But I think Hurricanes won. And similar to Toronto, I think this team boat races some teams and is going to play really well throughout the regular season. They're going to be this hot and fast team and maybe come short in the playoffs because we don't know. The Freddie Anderson anti Ronta experiment is going to be crazy. But I think that yeah. top three, that top line of Cockney playing with Sebastian Ajo and this Martinikas guy, they're going to be really solid. That second line now with, with Sveshnikov moving down there with Vincent Trocek, I think is really exciting. That third line of the seemingly ever young Jordan Stahl, although he's 33, with Nita Ryder and uh, this Jasper Fest guy. I don't know. It's going to be really fun. I think their fourth line is actually kind of interesting of – having Derek Stefan and Martin Nook, and then having uh, the Steven Lorenz guy they drafted five years ago. They're going to be a really fun team, and I'm buying into the fun. I think it's a very similar build to the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I think they're going to be a very – they're going to be a, a high-flying team to watch in this division, and then they're probably going to get, like, swept by the Islanders in the first round. So let's see what the Hurricanes do, but I, I'm excited to watch them. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if Mark gave a Hurricanes take, but I just don't think that – I think this team again. They've replaced Dougie Hamilton with with uh, Tony D'Angelo, who, as we all know, famous or may or may not know, but famous, he got canceled for many reasons for being a locker room cancer, uh, as well as some other. He's a third liner. Things for him, though. They have uh, Ethan Bear as the the pairing. But that's my point. That, but that's my point is that that Dougie Hamilton was such a big part of this game and big uh, big part of this team and defensively that. I don't know that they have the same success that they've had in the last couple of years because, you know, their defense, the, the type of style they play, their defense, that that's a huge part of it as well as their goaltending. And, 
changing up two goaltending. Ranta is, I think Ranta's great or was great with the Coyotes. Anderson, we know, has his issues in the playoffs and and is a good enough goalie in the regular season. Obviously, he's had some tough couple of years. So there's a lot of question marks for this team. And I think that, yes, they have they have the forwards, they have the guys, but I don't know, is is the D, is the D good enough? Are the goalies good enough to, to maintain what they've been doing the last couple of years is, is my Couldn't agree more. Question. That's exactly what I would say. I don't know. Literally. They're going to be exciting. I, be someone exciting. has to sell me on them. Like, I don't know how they're so good every year. Like, I don't. Because these I guys figure it. out ways to just fucking get goals, accumulate points, and they, I don't know, the, the sto- they buy into the storm surge. I think Greg's right that Dougie Hamilton was a big part of that team locker room. But they buy into it. Rod Brindamore loves this team and, like, gets them set up. And I don't know. They all they all get amped up. I mean, this team beat the seemingly awesome and unbeatable, and, and granted, they suck in the playoffs, but this awesome offense of Toronto in Toronto with a fucking Zamboni driver. Like, this team figures because, it out, and they just because, keep doing it's it. It's because they, they, they bend and they don't break, right? They They... It's like the Patriots style of defense. They they lure you in. They let they Which let all they need outside. To do. They all they let they shots from the outside. They don't they don't let anyone they don't let anyone get in the middle of the uh, middle of the ice. They just keep everyone to the outside that's outside the dots. That's all they need to do, goalie, Gregory. All, all the goalie exactly. All the goalie has to do is stop outside shots. That's fine. But they don't have the decor and they don't have the goalies that they had before. And I think there's a lot of guys in this division, specifically on a certain guy chasing a certain record that can score from outside the dots and that can put up numbers from against shitty goalies. So I think there's a lot of question marks at goalie and D that, that needs to be answered for me, for me to put this team as, as a top two or top one in the division, top two, maybe. Okay. All right. They have a ton of sick Europeans. They do. They're, they're an exciting team. I, uh, you know, somebody had to, somebody had to go against the green and I'm glad it's me. I like it. Good for you. All right, so I have Carolina um, one, New York two. Who do you guys have second? You have Islanders one, Rangers two. No, no. I have Washington. I have oh. Islanders one, Carolina two, and then Rangers three, Flyers four, Washington okay. five, Pittsburgh six, and then uh, Jersey Columbus. Who are your wild card teams, Mark? Your Flyers. Okay, and who is your one out of the Atlantic? The Maple Leafs. No, the Bruins. Okay, all right. I flip-flopped the Bruins and the Maple Okay, and Greg, your Islanders, Washington, Rangers, or Carolina, three? Islanders, Washington, Philadelphia. Oh, you're you selling me selling me up a river. You make me think you're picking them sixth. Ah, Greg, what a wonderful Carolina. Player. Carolina is the wild card, and... Uh, I think I said Florida or the Bruins will be a wild card in the Atlantic. I forget who I had third and fourth. So, Greg does not like the Rangers. Let's remember that. <laughs> I do not like the Rangers. Oh, I love it. All right, let's move to the West. We'll keep it moving. I said that. I, sa- I said that. I said this team is two years away. I, I can't do the West. It's, uh, I- let's I- do the West next I- week. Yeah, let's do that. Yeah, okay. I can't do the West All right. right now. Yeah, we've been running for a while. As you can hear, this is a live podcast. So we will be back next week to preview the West. We'll talk about a little bit of the first week instead of the what we're excited for segment at the beginning. But for everybody, thank you for listening to this, to our what ended up being Eastern Conference preview. 
I'm pumped for hockey to be back. The Penguins <laughs> ended up what what ended up being a wild game. Final score was five six two there. They scored on an em, two empty netters. Um, the Golden Let's Knights. Go to the Kraken. Like what are the Kraken? Vegas are already up two Vegas nothing. Up two nothing. <laughs> <laughs> they are jumping. What, what does the Kraken jersey look like? Oh, uh, I'll tell. You, uh, it's the white jersey. I uh, I'll tell you in a little bit though. Oh uh, yeah, okay. But uh, yeah, I, I'm excited yeah, to go Vegas. watch some more hockey. Boys, I'm pumped. The season's back. Everybody, thank you for listening. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast, the bullpen cart, iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, all that stuff wherever you get them. Thunder BLG is the Twitter handle there. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram. Guys, any last notes before we, we head out? Go Sox. <laughs> yeah, let's go Sox. Love it. I think, I think, honestly, hockey take, I think the Bruins, if they're in a truly end-all, be-all, win-now scenario, which they're not, it looks like they're trying to rebuild while trying to win at the same time, which really doesn't work. I think they should end-all, be-all, go for it, give up a couple first-rounders, pick up Jack Eichel, rehab him, play him with Taylor Hall in the second line, call it a day. And then and really push for it. Bergeron's a free agent after this year. You know they, they need to go for it. That's my that's my prediction. I like it. Bergeron might retire. Really? I think he will. I think he will. Yeah, as scary as that sound. That's crazy. So his comments that he's made in the offseason, you can Google him, but he's basically like, I'm only focusing on this year. It's hard to basically he was like, it's it's hard to ask guys to run up a mountain every year, and especially because they made it so far. And he's like, we need to. He's like, I, I'm not, I don't want to focus on the 11 cup team. He's like, I don't want to focus on this year. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. He's like the top forward. Dude, he's, he's been, he's been, on, he's been on this team forever. He's been the top That's forward forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he was in the playoffs in 03, 04 before the lockout as an 18 year old. Holy yeah. Shit. I was say, he, yeah. he came up. Yeah. He came up at 18 and was like, he was the McDavid and, and, and Matthews being ready to go before those guys, like Crosby, you know, like ready to go right away. Year one. That's awesome. And then he got a concussion because some scumbag hit him behind Two, the head. A couple of them. Yeah. I know that feeling for Lindros. But, uh, all right, a little bonus Bruce talks at the Speaking end. Speaking of scumbag. Lindros. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Didn't he sleep with players' lives while, they, while he was concussed and the team was on the road? Well, the heavily rumored belief was that he, like, slept with a dude's wife. Or somebody slept with his wife and he tried to beat the shit out of him and, like, got a concussion that way. There's, like, a lot of random... <laughs> That those '90s Flyers teams, there's like a lot of like crazy locker room rumors about that. The uh, that like kind of bleed uh, yeah. all the way into like the Richards Carter and why they end up leaving the team. That all all that that's shit. That's why. That's why Mark like. That's why Mark loved them though. Lindros, he's yeah. the dude. That's, John McClare too. Yeah, that line with the uh, Michael Renberg. That line was could unreal. You, could, the Legion of Doom. Could you, could you argue well. that? Could you argue that Wilson's the new Lindros? Or the modern no, day God, no, 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 Greg Lindros was like another level of player. The guy was he Lindros was a scoring was machine, dominant. He was so good. He was so big and scored. Like he, all he had to do was stand in front of the net and just score. But he skated with his head down. That's how he. That's how the Scott Stevens hit happened. There's no one really like him right now. Yeah. But anyway, interesting. That'll do it for this episode. Some bonus talk at the end for you. But for Mark and Greg, I am Jordy Cannell. Have a great weekend, everybody. We will see you tomorrow for our football pick'em show. Let's go, go Flyers, Sox. baby. Go Sox. Let's go Bees.